Blog Talk Radio. Nacho cheese. So yeah, 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 yeah. Nacho cheese. Ew. 
Uh, every time I'm sorry, every time I hear the, the phrase nacho cheese, I'd be like, nacho cheese. They ain't nacho. <laughs> that's nacho cheese. That's nacho cheese. Anyway, I'll stop being corny for now. Um, I, I got, I mean, the sadistic part of me wants to tune in to just learn about those sick ass foods. I know my stomach's gonna be churning at the side of at, at, at the mere listen of it, but it's it's entertaining as hell. So y'all check check that show out. It's a great show, and yeah, I'll try to I, I, my stomach will try to brave my way through that segment. But uh, oh, don't, don't get it twisted. All of the food isn't isn't like that weird. There's some delicious stuff sure. out there. Like um, uh-huh. uh, uh, someone has uh, what they're calling um. Nacho fries is very similar to uh, 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 what's that? Carne asada fries out in San Diego, and also okay. uh, someone uh, another restaurant or another stadium has a, a a hamburger Cuban, which is basically a Cuban mm. sandwich with a hamburger in it. So nice. some of the stuff is intriguing. Good, some actually. of it's a little weird, but you know. Yeah, I mean, kind of reminds me of those 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 and and. and and we'll get to the NBA playoffs shortly, but I just, I just have to say this. Kind of reminds me of the, the years of the State Fair, but particularly in North Carolina, where you have not only fried Oreos on a stick, not only alligator on a stick, but you yeah. also have Krispy Kreme hamburgers. Ah, uh, yes. And cheeseburgers. I had a Krispy Kreme hamburger. I must say, full disclosure, that Krispy Kreme hamburger was slamming. Really? <laughs> it's something about... Krispy Kreme donuts as hamburger, acting as hamburger buns, that is so tantalizing to me. Just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> before we get farther down the food rabbit hole, let's yes. talk playoffs, brother. Um, you know, three of the four spots for the conference finals have been determined. It uh-huh. looks like it's going to be a fourth one that's going to be determined tonight because Boston was up by nine at halftime on Philly. And in this series could easily be two one, or well, I should know two two or three one Philly. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, um, but let's let's go before that to LeBron versus Toronto. <laughs> How in the hell does LeBron keep owning the Raptors? I mean, I've never seen LeBron own a team like this. Not, I mean, not like that. I mean, they swept Toronto for the second year in a row, mm-hmm. right? Remember all that stuff Teron was talking about? If, if they get home court, that it will be, quote, be different against yeah. Cleveland? Yeah. Huh. Wonder how that turned out for him. <laughs> Second year in a row, they got swept. And remember that first game when I said the way they lost, the way the Raptors lost the first game, that they're going to get the asses swept? Yeah. You know, because they were up big. And then they end up choking away the game in overtime against the top, what should have been a very tired Cleveland Cavaliers team. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, game two, they got run out of their own gym. Game yeah. three, they actually showed up, but LeBron mm-hmm. went. LeBron hit that game with a shot. And game four, they just melted in. They they off to Cancun as we speak. But what what is it about the Raptors? Why can't the Raptors get over the proverbial hump? It's like they're the ultimate regular season team, but they just fizz out in the playoffs, particularly against LeBron James and company. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. It's a comp- well, it's, yeah, it's a combination of things. First and yeah. foremost, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's something about Toronto's psyche 
once they get into the playoffs, that they feel as though that in order for them to advance, they have to get over a particular hump. And for Toronto, they, they exercised one demon in the first round, which is they had an issue in terms of winning game one in any series. So they finally right. got a chance to do that against Washington, and they, and they got rid of the Wizards in six. So they were feeling good about themselves, especially with them coming in as the number one seed, having home court advantage, sure, and them shooting well. But then they came across the, the unknown juggernaut because of the, the way that uh, they looked in the first round of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, let's be real. LeBron James is LeBron James, right? There's, there's, we, there's right. no denying that. Regardless sure. of how you feel or, or, or where you feel as though he needs to be right amongst the pantheons of the, of, of the NBA greats, he is yep. one of them, and he just has ownership over the Toronto Raptors. But the other thing is this. It helps when LeBron gets a little help from his teammates. Remember, the right. first series against Indiana, he was the only one that was averaging, if I remember correctly, over 15 points a game in that entire series. Now, you actually had someone else just to step up and actually be his Robin-esque, if you will, um, and averaging over 20 in the series. And that was uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love actually averaged nine more points per game and two more rebounds per game in the series against Toronto than he did against Indiana. You know, Cal mm-hmm. Culver was averaging six more points a game. His shooting percentage from the floor was up 21%, and his shooting from three-point was up 16%. You know, Kevin Smith, not Kevin Smith, I'm sorry, J.R. Smith was, was averaging yep. four more points a game. Um, mm-hmm. Green was averaging seven more points per game. And as a whole, they were averaging, the, the Cavs, that is, were averaging yep. uh, uh, 24 more points per game against the Raptors than they did against the Indiana Pacers. So that entire team came up big against uh, 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 Toronto. It, 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 I, I guess it, that the team was a matchup issue. I wasn't expecting it to be that way, especially the way that, um, like I said before, Toronto looked in, in round one against Washington. I was expecting them to shoot that well from three uh, 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 against Cleveland. Now, they didn't shoot horribly. They just weren't great. So, yeah. you know, and that was one of the things that they needed. And they also needed DeMar DeRozan to play well. And he scored uh, 10 points less per game in that series uh, against Cleveland. And he also did not hit a three-pointer the entire series. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when your opponent is playing a lot better than they did the first round and your star player is playing worse, there you go. That's what happens, man. Can we be honest about something? Yeah. I mean, you alluded to it. LeBron owns Toronto. Yeah. They, they just He just does. He, they, you know, some teams, for some reason, don't do well against certain other teams, like, like uh, other teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we look at in football, you know, for example, I hate to say this, but historically Dallas has owned Washington. Yeah. Most years I have not. Um, or in my case, I'll, I'll come on and say it. 
recently, like uh, until like last year, Baltimore's own Pittsburgh, after Pittsburgh owned Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh owns Cincinnati. Cincinnati typically owns Baltimore. It, it mm-hmm. just, it just, it, it just does no rhyme or reason. You know, sometimes Miami gets the best of New England, particularly yeah. when they play in the South Beach. It, it just, it's very weird how matchups are. You know, some teams match up better with others. It, you know, and, and also Baltimore owning, they've, they've, they've had success against New England. Meanwhile, New England owns Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, it, it's just weird. And, you know, you look at basketball, and no matter how good Toronto is, they had a great season. They were deeper. On paper, they were better than Cleveland, but Cleveland owns them. Something about LeBron James and the Cavs. They they, they, they own <laughs> – I mean, they just own Toronto. But I'll say this too, man. In this league, you to win the playoffs, you just need superstars. I mean, mm-hmm. that one year when the Pistons beat – the Lakers in the in the gentleman's sweep. That was essentially the last year that you know uh, Shaq and Kobe played together. Carl uh, Malone and Gary Payton were on that team as well. Mm-hmm. With a, uh, I mean, when the Detroit team led by ragtag castoffs such as Rip Hamilton, mm-hmm. both the Wallace boys, Rashid and Ben, mm-hmm. just Jim just beat the Lakers in five. And they just they 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 smacked them. They smacked the Lakers around. And five, a vastly talented Lakers team, superiorly talented Lakers team in five games. That's the only time I've seen a team with no stars win. Yeah. They you have to have superstars. I mean, they had stars, mind you, and that was with Chauncey Bills as well. But they didn't. But that that Detroit team didn't have any superstars. You need superstars in the NBA to win championships. In Toronto, they got two stars in DeMar DeRozan and Cal Lowry, but they have no superstars. They don't have any superstars. And those two guys that I just mentioned, they have a mental toughness of a mustard seed. They just can't get together. This is supposed to be Toronto's year. And I, I, I think, man, in a year where Boston didn't have Kyrie nor uh, um, um uh, Gordon Hayward healthy when the, when the, when uh, Philly is still young mm-hmm. and learning how to learn how to win big in the playoffs and when this is arguably the the worst Cavs team we've seen in recent memory still the Raptors still couldn't get it done something's gonna have to happen I mean I'm not all for blowing shit up to the, to for the sake of blowing it up but you gotta figure something has to happen right you would. You would think that, right? And and yeah. traditionally it would, but unfortunately, you know, for the for the Raptors, well, I should say unfortunately, if, if it happens, it's going to be at the top because it's already okay. been said by the Raptors president that you know he will evaluate everything, right? He, he said that right. uh, shortly after they lost to uh, to Cleveland in Game Four, and uh, one of the things that 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 should be evaluated the most, in my personal opinion. It's the head coach, and that's the way it is. Yeah, Casey. that's unfortunate. There were a, a yeah. lot of bad decision-making at crucial times in the series against Cleveland, especially in game three. At the end of yes. game three, when the ball drives yes. down the, the floor and you don't force the ball out of his hands and, 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 and make someone else beat you. You know what? If Kevin Love has beat you in that situation, J.R. Reed has beat you in that situation, Jeff Green, yes, so beat it. But yeah. 
the one dude who you know can do it. You left the ball in his hands, and you gave him the ability to drive down the, the entire court and, and shoot a fadeaway. Yes, yeah, it, was, it was a slightly difficult fadeaway shot, but the way he's looked all, all series long, he progressively got better, and there was no way he was missing that shot, dude. There was no way. So that's why I questioned yeah. Dwayne Casey, and he's the easiest to quote-unquote fix in this situation because, you know, the, the Raptors, they had the 13th highest payroll, and in order for them to get better, they would actually have to trade players away in order to do so. So basically that roster is set. I don't think they're cutting yeah. anybody. Uh, you know, so, so in order for them to get better, they're going to have to trade somebody, and I think that's going to be a lot more difficult than them letting go of Dwayne Casey. And I think that has to happen, and it's going to have to be an upgrade at the coaching position in order for them to get better. And I can't think of many coaches that will come That's in. That's why I was thinking about this asking. I can't think of anybody who could coach that squad to take it to another level. And keep in mind, bro, Dwayne Casey just got named, was just named NBA Coach of the Year. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Exactly. That's very funny. That's funny. It's he was in his landslide as far as I know. It is funny. Isn't that crazy? And, and the reason why it's hilarious is because, like I said before, there were several, and I understand it's <clears> never not just one play that right. determines the outcome in any situation. And that's regardless yeah. of what anyone says about the Super Bowl of the Seahawks versus the Patriots. It's not just one play that determines the outcome of a game. It's always a, right. a, a series of events that happen within that game that 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 helped the turn uh, determine a winner and a loser. And I, I I get it. Yeah, they should have probably have won in that situation. But there are many situations that they should have passed too. But that's another subject for another time. But sure. what I do know, there were certain times where Toronto should have forced the ball out of LeBron's hands and they didn't, and that yep. killed them. I understand you can't stop LeBron, and and and, and you want. Other people will beat you, but it just happened to be when LeBron gave this. Like when when Cleveland saw that they couldn't, that they were still able to beat Toronto on their worst day. So they were like, oh, we got this, we got this. So mm-hmm. everybody else started gaining confidence, and and that's how they swept them. And, and unfortunately for Toronto, I don't see their future getting any brighter. Matter of fact, like you said. Uh, uh, Hayward and Irving come back next year, so Boston gets better. You Boston know, um, yeah. Philadelphia is is better. So yeah. now you were once a one seed. At best, you may be a third seed, maybe a fourth. We'll yeah, see. Indiana's coming. Indiana's coming. You know what I'm saying? With Victor Oladipo, he's coming. that dude. Yeah, he is. And he is. So you know, and 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 that's that's. Guessing, of course, that Cleveland isn't the, the, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers of this year, and that they end up losing an important piece. Wink, wink. But yeah, it, right. it, 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 it could become problematic for Toronto real quick, and I don't see them getting any better uh, unless, like I said before, they end up trading someone away. Well, here's the deal: there's two sides. This, you know, like a pancake. 
Everything has two sides, right? So mm-hmm. I was thinking about doing this, writing a rant for my sports blog, The Clown Times. I may do so. started to do so today and yesterday, really, but I've been stuck up. I'll probably do it tomorrow. But there's also a case that Toronto won't have to do, won't have to do much of anything because you can kind of allude to it. There's a certain LeBron James feller that may or may not be in Cleveland next year. Yeah. As matter of fact, many people say he's going west. True. So I'm one of them. If he goes west, I mean, look, Toronto still needs a superstar because again, Lowry and DeRozan they have the toughest, middle toughest of a mustard seed. But it's why I mean, once LeBron goes, I mean, as wide open as the East was this year, it's going to be even more wider, <laughs> if you will. I mean, because look. I understand Boston's going to be hellified next year. All these young guys are producing now. You bring back Kyrie and Gordon Hayward in the mix with a full training camp. Mm-hmm. Woo-wee. And Brad Stevens at the helm. Huh. Woo-wee. They're going to be hella scary. In Philly, it's going to be a lot better, I think. Yeah. Um, Indiana's going to be better, uh, especially if, if, if LeBron heads west. Because, uh, again, Victor Oladipo is that dude. Um Gotta figure Milwaukee will be a little better. So it's going. To, I say all, all that to say this, and no one in the Southeast is going to give a damn. But I'll say this to say this: Toronto still has a shot. The window would still be open, albeit a slight crack, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, I, I, it's just because it's something to be said about that. But I mean, the more I talk about, it, the more I'm telling myself about <laughs> that because they're too. Big guns, Lowry and DeRozan, they came up small. Mm-hmm. Again, against that fellow LeBron James. So, I mean, look, if LeBron James is out is out west, I, I, I don't think Toronto would have to do anything. If I was Toronto, I'd wait to see where LeBron James goes first. Because you got to mm-hmm. figure that's going to be the first domino to fall in maybe July, I guess. Probably. Uh, you know, right after they lose the finals again to Golden State, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that, you know, you know, that's 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 going to be the first order of business. So then I will be like this: Look, if LeBron keeps his ass east, and especially if he stays in Cleveland, then yeah, I would have to make a move. I, I'd have to do something. I, I like the Wayne Casey a lot, but that coaching gaffe in Game Three. Where he didn't send with someone else to force the ball out of LeBron's hands is criminal. That's yeah. a fireball offense right there, because um, he knows better. Um, I mean, you don't. I mean, LeBron was guarded by a rookie on that yeah. on, on that possession. That's 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 a fireball offense. I, I get it. I get it. If, if Dwayne Casey had to go because of that, I'm just saying it's not as. I don't think the the future would be as bleak. If LeBron takes his ass out west, it's, it's, I mean that's the only thing I could, that's the only good thing I can say about Toronto though, because the way they become them short against LeBron and them, it, it's just embarrassing. It really is. It's it's real sad, and, and let's not just talk about the fact of, of him not being double teamed in Game Three. The, the fact that your boy, like we said last week, uh, I God, I can't remember his name, the the, the rookie. For Toronto, taking that three at, at the end of uh, game one. Once again, yeah. bad decision. Why, 
He didn't play any of the Van Vliet, sorry. Van Vliet, yeah. You put him in. He hadn't played the entire game. You put him in in this situation, crucial situation, and he's the one, he's the last one to touch the ball in that situation. Oh, not the, not the best situation, not the best play call. So that's why right. I, I'm concerned about Toronto. And, yes, even with LeBron leaving, remember, Boston gets better. So just because the, the that window closes, here comes Boston right. to close another window. You know, so it's, it's – I, I, don't, I don't know – It'll be interesting to see what Toronto actually does, because if they stay if they stay pat, I don't believe that that's going to be good enough to, for them to continue to stay the number one seed in the East again next year. Yeah, again because you got Boston's going to be coming, but I mean Boston, yeah. Boston's on it, right? But but Boston going to be fully provided they stay mostly healthy. You still got those young guys who showed out this postseason, who showing out this mm-hmm. postseason right now. You still got old faithful uh, Al Horford. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys ain't going anywhere. And sp- one, one last thing about the about Boston. Um, well, two well two things. One, looks like Boston may be the fourth team in because they're beating Philly by eight right now with four minutes, four nine seconds left in the third quarter. But how about Brad Stevens not getting any love for Coach of the Year? Didn't even get any votes. Insane. That's crazy. And yet Insane. the coach who won the award may have his ass fired by midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I think that's so insane. But speaking of Boston, uh, one very last thing about them, being that they looks like, I, mean, I know it's not over yet, it's in the third quarter, but I, I, I just, I think Philly's too, too, is too green. As much as I, I, I think Philly would give Cleveland a, a better challenge, I don't think Philly's ready yet. It's evident. So, mm-hmm. against the Boston team with no superstars. Um, so, let me ask you this. Do, with Boston-Cleveland, even though Boston will have home court like they did last year, do you think they have a snowball chance in hell against the Cavaliers? I do. Um, I truly okay. believe, and we said it last week, this team is different from last year's team. Yes, on yeah. paper, Last year's team was better, but it's something about this team's balance and their ability to score, uh, 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 have a balanced offensive attack. Mm-hmm. It's something that impresses me. If, once again, that's if, they're yes, capable yes. of coming into that series. Because, I mean, we haven't seen anything to say the contrary yet because they've, they've done it in the first two series. So right. if they go into the series, uh, the, the 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 conference finals, playing the way that they're playing right now, mm-hmm. and they can somehow take at least Culver, uh, uh, at least one of the four guys of of, of Love, Culver, uh, mm-hmm. Culver, I'm sorry, uh, 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 yeah. Jeff Green, or J.R. Smith, out of the game. If they're capable of doing that, then they'll they'll be able to do it. And it's, I don't think it will be that difficult to take at least two of those guys off their game and have them shooting poorly like they were in the Indiana series. I truly believe that Brad Stevens will look and see Indiana did in that series, take that, and yeah. have their ability to for balanced scoring 
and they will go ahead and and and, and, and for them to beat Cleveland. I think that that's what I they think, will end up having to do. I I still go back to the Indiana series. It's funny you went back there, and I still think as much as Victor Oladipo has proved that he's that dude, has proved that he's that mm-hmm. dude. If 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 they if they had a if the pace had a little bit more talent, a little bit more talent, you know, I like a, like I know that kid who 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 hit all those threes, played very well, and even though Lance went Stevenson went Lance Stevenson, he had his moments. Um, I think if they had a little bit more talent, they would have beaten Cleveland. They they, they lost they, one shot at the buzzer in Game Five. Yeah, they came. They, they came up just short in Game Two. Uh huh. I think they. I mean, the way Indiana played, approached it is how Toronto should approach it. Indiana just wasn't afraid of them. Yeah, they won the season series against Cleveland, and they were like, they went into it thinking, honestly, thinking that they were truly the better team, and they played like it. And they just, they just, they just, they just had just needed a little bit more talent to be clear. Yeah, they you know, just a little bit more, more consistency. If they were, if they right. were able to get consistency from their role players, <clears throat> then, right. like you said, they, they would have won that series. They just couldn't mm-hmm. do it. And unfortunately, you know, it, it got them knocked out. So, uh, the hope is for those that are rooting against LeBron, and I find that to be hilarious because. Um, you know, it was Cinco de Mayo Saturday. I was out. You know, I had me some libations. And um, listening to the people's reaction while watching that game, it seemed like there were more LeBron deterrents out uh, uh, than in previous years. So, it, to me, it seemed like people are, 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 are growing tired of seeing LeBron advance, which is hilarious to me. Because, you know, before – Everyone was happy to see LeBron uh, make it to the finals. Now people are turning on him. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. But, you know, yeah. I, I guess those same people will be hoping that Boston turns out a consistent performance. Because if they don't, then get ready. We're going to see uh, a fourth-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Right. And, and, and exactly. you know what? That'll be a feather in LeBron's cap for the LeBron lovers That'll say, you know mm-hmm. what? Jordan couldn't do that. There's, Jordan could yeah. not take a team of his and beat mm-hmm. someone that was higher than him. So in order for that to happen, that means LeBron would have to beat a number one seed, which he's done, and a number yep. two seed in Boston. So if that happens, LeBron lovers are going to love it and be like, you know what? Mike couldn't do it, but LeBron could. So get oh, ready. God. If that happens, that's going to be part of his narrative. That's bullshit. I'm, I'm not calling you bullshit, obviously, but that's bullshit. Um, I, I know it is, that, but it's a fact. Yeah. And that's something that somebody's going to pull out. Matter of fact, you heard me, you heard right. me say it here first. If, yep. if, if you hear anybody else say it, well, they didn't steal it from me because it's information you can find. But, yes, I said right, it. Right, right, right. And I'm expecting it to be repeated a whole lot within the next couple of oh, next yeah. week if they are capable of beating Boston as well. Starting, starting with Nick Wright, then my man Shannon Sharp. Goes oh, yeah. down the list. Oh, Goes yeah. down the list. Um, that's another, definitely another podcast for another time. That's like a roundtable discussion with, with the fellas and I. But I, I, I just look. I look. Everyone wants a new flavor of the month. 
and having yeah. LeBron around is kind of good. It's good for the NBA in the sense that people are like loathing against him, if you will, hating on him, wanting someone else to take him out at the Eastern Conference. Not necessarily mm-hmm. to wait to the finals to see Golden State beat them. You want to like, like yet again. I look. I it's going to be interesting, but I I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland wins. I think it's going to be a gentleman sweep. Wow. Uh, you know. Look, I, look, I, look. As much as those young guys for Boston have been showing out this postseason, as much as a coaching wizard as Brad Stevens is, mm-hmm. I just don't see, look. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping. I hope it goes seven. Hell, I hope it goes at least six. I just, I just wouldn't be surprised if it's a German sweep in five. I, mm-hmm. I just, I just won't be. But I'll say one last thing before we move out west. This playoffs, man, has been great. They, it has it, it, this playoffs. I mean, the playoffs have, like like have been exciting. I know the second round has been kind of a dud because it's been it, this like this. It's, it's ended in one sweep and about to be three gentlemen sweeps. Yeah. But it's going to give us at least at West a matchup that we want. But looking at the Eastern Conference, I know Boston is going to take about to take out Philly tonight. But how good is it? If you look in, like, a year, a few years down the line, like in the future, how good is it to have Boston and Philly be good? And how much better is it that Boston and Philly start to really hit each other again? I mean, I feel like a kid in the 80s all over again. Like when, um, when, when Dr. J choked out Larry Bird <laughs> and that whole riot started from a preseason game yeah. in the mid-80s. And how they met in the in the conference finals several times in the like several times in the eighties, mm-hmm. and in the seven in the late seventies, in the sixties. It's it's good to see both both Boston and Philly good again at the same time, good again, yeah. and and to see them start to hate each other yet again. It's good to see that. It's very good to see that. So, with that said, let's just move out west right quick. Um, you know, I think Utah has a bright future. Mm-hmm. There was just no match for Houston. I no. mean, Houston, uh, they, uh, you know, look, I expect the OKC to not only take out Utah in maybe six games, but I expected them to actually beat Houston. Because mm. I figured that OKC, if they're on a game with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Camilla Anthony, I don't think they could be stopped against higher competition. I mean, they tend to play up to their opponents. But mm. the seed, but but you know, again, props to Utah for taking out OKC. They're clearly better than OKC, but they were no match for Houston. Uh, as soon as as soon as they advance to play Houston, I'm like, well, it's going to be Houston in the final in the conference finals. Um. But would it, like I, I, I just look at Utah's ceiling. The West is, is the West goes like this: Houston, Golden State. Um, I, I can't say OKC at this point like uh, like anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Utah moves up to that third spot. Maybe going forward, but I, but I don't see them. I, I don't see them cracking. The top two, obviously. I mean, who can? But I think they're going to have company with New Orleans going forward. And mm-hmm. I think that, 
Yeah, it's going to be based pretty much them in New Orleans for that fourth spot. And I don't know what Portland's going to do. But, exactly. I, but, but having said all that, I think Utah, led by Donovan Mitchell, who I think should be the rookie of the year, should – they're in a good spot for, for, like, for, the, for, like, for the next four to five years. It's just a matter of whether they keep Donovan Mitchell. Would, would they be able to keep Donovan Mitchell in Salt Lake City would be the, the biggest question that they'll have to face, like, in another five years from now when he, when, when he could opt out and become a free agent. And you're right. That is the biggest question, along with their ability to uh, attract uh, uh, big-name free agents. You know, when, uh, I, I may have said this before already on the show, but I was concerned about Utah after their playoff appearance last year. You know, they they, yeah. they, they, they win in the first round. In fact, they, they beat OKC in the first round last year to advance, and then they lose Gordon Haywood. So yeah. I, at, at that point, I thought that, you know, maybe Utah takes a step back. Maybe at best they're AC, and I was proven wrong. But they, they, they came through, played a, 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 a hell of a season, was capable of beating OKC, but they just didn't have the firepower to beat Houston. And I don't think there are a lot of teams in the league as of right now that do. I could probably only name one off the top of my head that can. And that was because okay. of the fact, you know, you, you had uh, you had Houston stars playing like stars, and, and Chris Paul and and uh, James Harden. And congratulations to Chris Paul for finally advancing on to the uh, damn time, you know, to the to a conference <laughs> final. Um, the ten plus Then of course you, you you get great play out of Trevor Ariza. And what's that center's name? Is it Campella? Yeah, Capella. Clint Capella. Capella? Yeah. Bruh, the way that he's been looking all playoffs long has been phenomenal. The thing is, will they be able to get that consistency again? Because they've been doing it all year long. And, oh, my God, right. the, 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 um, they haven't even had to go to their bench. Matter of fact, are they even still on the roster? Is Joe Johnson still on that roster? Yeah, he's still on the roster. He's still there. You know what? I haven't even seen him much, and they haven't had a, had a need for him. So, you know, if they're capable of, of, of being able to play with the seven guys that they've been playing with in the first two rounds against Golden State, that will be phenomenal. If not, you know, they do have a couple of veterans wow. in that bench that can come off and potentially help them, but we haven't had a, a need to see them as of yet. So, yeah, you're right. Western yeah. Conference Conf- Conf- Finals will be interesting to see – how that's going to be played out, especially well, with Houston I'll, having home court advantage. Right. I, I, here's, here's the thing. Houston definitely need a home court. Golden State is one of those teams on Cleveland that does not need home court advantage. They yeah. can go and steal a game, one of the first two games at your crib. They could easily do that because mm-hmm. they got the experience and they got that, they're, they're just tough. Yeah. Houston, I hadn't liked James Harden and Chris Dor, Chris Paul, in the postseason up to this point. Now, yeah. granted, granted, they're playing well. They're playing better. Um, you know, it helps to have, like, first, like, opponents such as, um, who the hell? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah like uh, like uh, Minnesota in the first round and followed by Utah, two teams that are young and up and coming, but they're just not there, right? They just don't have mm-hmm. the firepower or the star power uh, to hang with Houston. But I'll say this, man. You mentioned Houston likes to go seven deep. 
they didn't go deeper than that against Golden State. Golden State can go nine deep and wear your behind out. I mean, I mean, with the way they move the ball, share the ball, create all sorts of movement, all those shooters. They got what three great shooters, mm-hmm. and you know, and and, and 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 a decent shooter, two decent shooters that come off the bench. And uh, Iguodala and uh, Sean Stevenson. I mean, Sean Livingston. Livingston, yeah. Yeah, and even Quinn Cook is not bad. So mm-hmm. they need Houston needs to rethink that seven deep program that they're going through right now because they're going to have to develop. They have to get Nene in there somehow. They have to get some beat, some girth down low to keep those cats from going to stay from coming to the lane. Now I know. Golden State's more or less a perimeter shooting team. Anything from the elbow out to 30 feet, they'll hit. But they, 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 they Houston can't allow themselves to get worn down by Golden State because they could easily do it. And mm-hmm. and since we're talking about Golden State and Houston, the series that we've been looking forward to all year long is finally about to happen. Finally, get to see Golden State possibly get get you know get challenged as the team without the home court advantage for a change. Um, again, that's what made this play, makes, has made this playoffs exciting so far. Teams that are mainstays are getting challenged. Uh, at least Cleveland got challenged earlier than, than the others. But nonetheless, I, I just looking ahead to the Western Conference Finals, no matter how great Houston is, and they're great, I just think Golden State is better. Now that they're almost fully healthy, now they got Steph going, getting back in the groove, now they got the other guys setting their rotations, and, and you know they already have this. You know, the, you know they already had this, this experience from last year, and, and like in the case of Kevin Durant, and and few seasons right before that with uh, Clay Thompson and your boy uh, uh, Draymond Green and company. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it's gonna be a short series. But I don't see it going seven. It's gonna be a six. I, I, I pick Golden State in six. I think Golden State's gonna win one of the first two games in Houston. Win both games at Oracle. Well, well mm-hmm. games three and four in Oracle. They'll lose game five, and then they'll close out game six in Oracle. That's that's how I see. It. I don't think it's gonna be. It would be great if it goes to full seven. It would be epic if it goes full seven. I don't see it happen. I think it would just go six. I don't think Houston gets the game. Wins the game in Oracle Arena. Mm. You know, it's 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 gonna be interesting. But we've already seen Golden State be able to play consistently in a series. Houston is the unknown. And coming into the season, even when they picked up Chris Paul, um, I didn't think that that team was going to be good enough to compete with Golden State. Now I think that they can. I think that they're capable of taking the series to seven. Do I think that they'll beat Golden State? Probably not. But it's going to take them playing at their best for four games, and I mean their best at four games, in order for them to beat Golden State in in that series. That's the only way I see it happening, but I don't think that it will. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I see that. So we're both sharing a brand that Golden State will be in a, probably going to be Cleveland Golden State Part 4 in the finals. Uh. I know. <laughs> the only way... The only way you could, you could, you could uh, get me to change my mind now is for it to yeah. happen. Because I was under the impression that, you know, at least in the East, 
it would be someone else. You know, I I thought that, you know, India had a chance. But, you know, I, I had a feeling that, that Cleveland would be a little bit better. That's what happened. I thought Toronto would come out like gangbusters against Cleveland. That didn't happen. So as, as much as I would like to see Boston beat Cleveland, I don't know if it happens. I don't. But I, I can yeah. see how it does. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Boston, if it does happen with Boston beating them. But I, I'm not trusting Boston as of yet until I see them play against them in at least one game. So show me different, and, and I'll change my mind. But until then, that's who I'm rolling with. All right, well said. Hey, man, thanks a lot for, for helping break down the second, well, should be the conference finals. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be exciting as the, as the first round. Hopefully it won't be as dead as the second round, but we'll see. But anyway, take a look, homie. I'll let you next Good week. night, homie. Next week, man. All right, peace. All right, that's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on the sports blog, the Yard SPC Sports, for the rest of our all things SPC Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio every week here on Blog Talk Radio. And as soon as I proclaim Boston to be the winners of, <laughs> of tonight's game to get the second round, the lead is only down to three. The, the, the fourth quarter is just getting started against Philly, so maybe Philly has a chance. I tell you what, Philly does win tonight. Uh, Philly just tied the game like on a three-point shot. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to definitely go seven, but we'll see. But anyway, until then, thank you all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. I'm Scott Burks. Please check me on Twitter at scottyb underscore 1906. Good night, 06. Take a light. Peace.